on dry cow fishing as a fine art by rudyard kipling published december eighteen ninety read by michelle fry baton rouge louisiana for the coffee break collection twenty seven sports this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. on dry cow fishing as a fine art it must be clearly understood that i am not at all proud of this performance in florida men sometimes hook and land on rod and tackle a little finer than a steam crane and chain a mackerel-like fish called tarpon which sometimes run up to a hundred and twenty pounds those men stuff their captures and exhibit them in glass cases and become puffed up on the columbia river sturgeon of a hundred and fifty pound weight are taken with the line when the sturgeon is hooked the line is fixed to the nearest pine tree or steamboat wharf and after some hours or days the sturgeon surrenders himself if the pine or the line do not give way the owner of the line then states an oath that he has caught a sturgeon and he too becomes proud these things are mentioned to show how light a creel will fill the soul of a man with vanity i am not proud it is nothing to me that i have hooked and played seven hundred pounds weight of quarry all my desire is to place the little affair on record before the mists of memory breed the miasma of exaggeration the minnow cost eighteen pence it was a beautiful quill minnow and the tackle manner said that it could be thrown as a fly he guaranteed further in respect to the triangles it glittered with triangles that if necessary the minnow would hold a horse a man who speaks too much truth is just as offensive as a man who speaks too little none the less owing to the defective condition of the present law of libel the tackle maker's name must be withheld the minnow and i and the rod went down to a brook to attend to a small jack who lived between two clumps of flags in the most cramped swim that he could select as a proof that my intentions were strictly honorable i may mention that i was using a light split cane rod very dangerous if the line runs through weeds but very satisfactory in clean water inasmuch as it keeps a steady strain on the fish and prevents him from taking liberties i had an old score against that jack he owed me two live bait already and i had reason to suspect him of coming upstream and interfering with a little bleak pool under a horse bridge which lay entirely beyond his sphere of legitimate influence observe therefore that my tackle and my motives pointed clearly to jack and jack alone though i knew that there were a monstrous big perch in the brook the minnow was thrown as a fly several times and owing to my peculiar and hitherto unpublished methods of fly throwing nearly six pennyworth of the triangles came off either in my coat collar or my thumb or the back of my hand fly fishing is a very gory amusement the jack was not interested in the minnow but towards twilight a boy opened a gate of the field and let in some twenty or thirty cows and half a dozen cart horses and they were all very much interested the horses galloped up and down the field and shook the banks but the cows walked solidly and breathed heavily as people breathe who appreciate the fine arts by this time i had given up all hope of catching my jack fairly but i wanted the live bait and bleak account settled before i went away even if i tore up the bottom of the brook 
just before i had quite made up my mind to borrow a tin of chloride of lime from the farmhouse another triangle had fixed itself in my fingers i made a cast which for pure skill exact judgment of distance and perfect coincidence of hand and eye and brain would have taken every prize at a bait casting tournament that was the first half of the cast the second was postponed because the quill minnow would not return to its proper place which was under the lobe of my left ear it had done thus before and i supposed it was in collision with a grass tuft till i turned round and saw a large red and white ball-faced cow trying to rub what would be withers in a horse with her nose she looked at me reproachfully and her look said as plainly as words the season is too far advanced for gadflies what is this strange disease i replied madam i must apologize for the unwarrantable liberty on the part of my minnow but if you will have the goodness to keep still until i can reel in we will adjust this little difficulty i reeled in very swiftly and cautiously but she would not wait she put her tail in the air and ran away it was a purely involuntary motion on my part i struck other anglers may contradict me but i firmly believe that if a man had foul hooked his best friend through the nose and that friend ran the man would strike by instinct i struck therefore and the reel began to sing just as merrily as though i had caught my jack but had it been a jack the minnow would have come away i told the tackle-maker this much afterwards and he laughed and made allusions to the guarantee about holding a horse because it was a fat innocent she-cow that had done me no harm the minnow held held like an anchor fluke in coral moorings and i was forced to dance up and down an interminable field very largely used by cattle it was like salmon fishing in a nightmare i took gigantic strides and every stride found me up to my knees in marsh but the cow seemed to skate along the squashy green by the brook to skim over the miry backwaters and to float like a mist through the patches of rush that squirted black filth over my face sometimes we whirled through a mob of her friends <laughs> there were no friends to help me and they looked scandalized and sometimes a young and frivolous cart-horse would join in the chase for a few miles and kick solid pieces of mud into my eyes and through all the mud the milky smell of kine the rush and the smother i was aware of my own voice crying pussy 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 pretty pussy come along then pussy-cat you see it is so hard to speak to a cow properly and she would not listen no she would not listen then she stopped and the moon got up behind the pollards to tell the cows to lie down but they were all on their feet and they came trooping to see and she said i haven't had my supper and i want to go to bed and please don't worry me and i said the matter has passed beyond any apology there are three courses open to you my dear lady if you'll have the common sense to walk up to my creel i'll get my knife and you shall have all the minnow or again if you'll let me move across to your near side instead of keeping me so coldly on your off side the thing will come away in one tweak i can't pull it out over your withers better still go to a post and rub it out dear it won't hurt much but if you think i'm going to lose my rod to please you you are mistaken and she said 
i don't understand what you're saying i'm very very unhappy and i said it's all your fault for trying to fish do go to the nearest gate post you nice fat thing and rub it out for a moment i fancied she was taking my advice she ran away and i followed but all the other cows came with us in a bunch and i thought of phaeton trying to drive the chariot of the sun and texas cowboys killed by stampeding cattle and green grow the rushes oh and solomon and job and loosing the hounds of orion and hooking behemoth and wordsworth who talks about whirling round with stones and rocks and trees and here we go round the mulberry bush and pippin hill and hey diddle diddle and most especially the top joint of my rod again she stopped but nowhere in the neighborhood of my knife and her sisters stood moon-faced round her it seemed that she might now run towards me and i looked for a tree because cows are very different from salmon who who only jump against the line and never molest the fishermen what followed was worse than any direct attack she began to buck jump to stand on her head and her tail alternately to leap into the sky all four feet together and to dance on her hind legs it was so violent and improper so desperately unladylike that i was inclined to blush as one would blush at the sight of a prominent statesman sliding down a fire escape or a duchess chasing her cook with a skillet that flopsome abandon might go on all night in the lonely meadow among the mists and if it went on all night this was pure inspiration i might be able to worry through the fishing line with my teeth those who desire an entirely new sensation should chew with all their teeth and against time through the best waterproof silk line one end of which belongs to a mad cow dancing fairy rings in the moonlight at the same time keeping one end on the cow and the other on the top joint of a split cane rod she buck jumped and i bit on the slack just in front of the reel and i am in a position to state that that line was cord with steel wire throughout the particular section which i attacked this has been formally denied by the tackle maker which is not to be believed the wheep of the broken line running through the rings told me that henceforth the cow and i might be strangers i had already bidden good-bye to some tooth or teeth but no price is too great for freedom of the soul madam i said the minnow and twenty feet of very superior line are your alimony without reservation for the wrong i have unwittingly done to you i express my sincere regret at the same time may i hope that nature the kindest of nurses will in due season she or one of her companions must have stepped on her spare end of the line in the dark for she bellowed wildly and ran away followed by all the cows i hoped the minnow was disengaged at last and before i went away looked at my watch fearing to find it nearly midnight my last cast for the jack was made at six twenty three p m there lacked still three and a half minutes of the half hour and i would have sworn that the moon was paling before the dawn similarly someone were chasing day cows down to bottom of ten acre said the farmer that evening "'Twasn't you, sir?' 
now under what earthly circumstances do you suppose i should chase your cows i wasn't fishing for them was i then all the farmer's family gave themselves up to jam-smeared laughter for the rest of the evening because that was a rare and precious jest and it was repeated for months and the fame of it spread from that farm to another and yet another at least three miles away and it will be used again for the benefit of visitors when the freshets come down in spring but to the greater establishment of my honor and glory i submit in print this bald statement of fact that i may not through forgetfulness be tempted later to tell how i hooked a bull on a marlow buzz how he ran up a tree and took to water and how i played him along the london road for thirty miles and gaffed him at smithfield errors of this kind may creep in with the lapse of years and it is my ambition ever to be a worthy member of that fraternity who pride themselves on never deviating by one hair's breadth from the absolute and literal truth end of on dry cow fishing as a fine art by rudyard kipling